Did You Have To is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Did You Have To, the podcast where we watch live action adaptations of your favorite anime and adaptations. As always, I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And we are going to be discussing a super, super, super recent movie, Detective Pikachu. Pika Pika. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help but say you can't say Pikachu without saying Pika Pika. You can't because it's so adorable. Isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, Oh. but yes, it's so cute. But before we get into that, let's roll into crunch time. Yes. You want to go first? Yes, I'm prepared for once. Um, (laughs) So I watched My Little Monster. Um, It is a romance anime. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to set it up for you. So (laughs) you got an impassive girl and this wild boy. And and he confesses to her on the first episode. (gasps) Oh! And they kiss by the second episode. Oh my god, that never happened! <laughs> I know. But it's, so here's how, I'll give you guys a brief synopsis. Impassive girl meets trouble, troublemaker in a brand new love story. After Mizutani Shizuku, a girl whose sole interest in, is studying, is called to deliver handouts to Yoshida Haru, a boy who hasn't come to school after spilling blood on the first day, she finds herself the target of his affection. This is a story about a boy and a girl who struggle with love and friendship. Opening yourself up to other people forces you to be honest with yourself. Oh my gosh. Right? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. When I first read it, I'm like, wait, so this girl who ain't interested in love, like, isn't a love thing? Gets, like, it's weird because like she has no interest in love she's just so focused on studying which i'm like okay cool do you girl be boss (laughs) um but it's interesting because it's you really you learn that she's always kind of been impassive and not very emotional yeah or in touch with her emotions for most of her life so it's like and she's never had any friends or she says she's never had any friends so she's kind of isolated herself off and then enters haru who's just like starving for friends um but it leads him to being taken advantage of by people who call themselves his friends. So it's like they balance each other out because she has the discernment of telling him when people are using him and he has a very hot head. Oh, um, that's so cool. And he's super tall and she's short. So uh, therefore, I ship it. I know. That's like right up your alley. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I'm like, yes, yes, I will watch this because you actually confessed on the first episode, I don't have to put up with 12 episodes of nonsense um, <laughs> yeah. to get a Christmas date episode. That's <laughs> the frustrating thing. And it is always a Christmas date episode. It's always, always as the snow is about to fall, as they've been walking around and she's in a really <sighs> cute kimono. And then they almost kiss, but they get the, but the guy gets some bad news or she gets some bad news and they run away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't deal anymore. I don't have... <laughs> I am. I have at it. We're not getting any more Wotakoi anime, and I, I, I need my romance anime that I can relate to. So yeah. this is a, this is as close as I get. I'm going back to the teenage love romances, um, until I get my Wotakoi live action. So, yeah. 
Yeah. But it's cute so far. I'm like three episodes in and I love it. No, I was just saying, it's really cute. I like it. And I like how it's ex- not ex- it's not just strictly putting them in this love bubble. It's definitely exploring friendship, like in, diff- in other relationships yeah. before just like making them, like they're actually becoming friends. And like, she makes a point to him of like, you've never had friend before. And then like, she always questions him like, hey, you told me you love me in a friendship way. And he's like, no, sexually. And <laughs> just like, I'm like, okay. Um, and, and she's basically telling him like, you don't mean that. You'll find another girl. And he's just like, no, I'll prove it to you. I'll, get, I'll make more friends. And then you'll see I still only love you. I'm like, ah, adorable. That's pretty cool. Except for except for him saying like, oh, no, sexually, I'll do you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just reminds me of like uh, K-dramas where they're like, mm-hmm. I want you to see me as a man. And I'm just like, oh, OK. <laughs> OK. Uh, there was. Yeah. There are a hundred different sexier ways you could say that, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how it goes in K dramas, like. Yeah, yeah, I love it though. It has my it has my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna break crunchy time a little bit, just because the anime that I binged was on Netflix, mm. and it was just too good not to mention. It's a high score girl. Oh, that is right up your alley. It's so freaking good. It's mm. it's essentially these two like these two people um and it's kind of romance kind of not like these two kids meet one's a boy one's a girl and they meet when they're super young in elementary school mm-hmm. and he is like an otaku arcade boy he's always playing video games always playing fighters super obsessed best there is and then one day he loses and he loses to mm. this girl on the other side and he can't stand that he's lost to her. And so <laughs> they do a three, uh, they do a multi-series match and he ends up using one of the cheapest moves to, to beat her. And she gets up, she walks away and essentially they build out like almost kind of like this like shonen rivalry almost. Like she sees, he sees her as his one true rival. Um, but like in a good way, like there, it's a healthy rival rivalry and he respects her and he respects her not as just a girl. He sees her as like the best player that there is out there, um, which is phenomenal. And, and it follows them. I think it's up until high school. Like she moves away. He has a little bit of a story with somebody else. And then she comes back in high school and Hmm. there's none of these like, fake like uh you know using this in quotations like these fake fake gamer girl tropes that happen like it's just a really really good series about people who love video games and i recommend this to people who love video games specifically fighters because as the show goes on it like intercuts the show with um like facts about street fighter or facts about the the games that are out that they're playing um, mm-hmm. And it's really cool, and it grounds itself in the '90s, and yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Definitely, the part about it grounds itself in the '90s. Yes, because <laughs> peak arcade video memories for me is just like going to arcade in the '90s. Yeah. Um, and I like, like you said, like there's no tropes, like gamer girl tropes. Yep, no gamer girl tropes. 
even better. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm gonna There's there is this one thing where the new girl he she does like she does start playing games to kind of impress him, but mm. then she ends up just really enjoying games. Um, oh, that's good. Which is which is really cool because like. You know, it, people get mad at it because they think that that's like a trope. But if you do it the right way, it, it's it's a really how a lot of girls do get into gaming. Um, not necessarily to impress a guy, but a lot of it is like, at least for me, like it is to fit in because like games aren't marketed towards us. We have True. to seek them out and find, especially when I was growing up, when I was growing out, uh, like games were not marketed for me. And like the guys at my school played, none of the girls at my school played. I was the only girl that played. Uh, and so for me to kind of see that, which it, it, it's reflected the 90s. I think it's different now, but watching it happen in the 90s was very much that. Um, so I really appreciate it. Mm, that's really good. And I, I would appreciate that, too, just because, like, you're right. Like, I think I took a break from video games for a while just because I didn't feel like there was anything for, for me. Yeah. Like, from age 14 to when the next Kingdom Hearts came out. Yeah. So, 10 years ago. And then, like, finally, like, maybe four years ago, I got back into gaming. Okay. Just because I was just like, I'm an adult with my own money. <laughs> and there are... And there are, and it's not, it's not to say that there weren't games that I didn't want to play before then, but... I just didn't feel like nothing was marketed to me. And it's and I think that's mainly because like I didn't see the games that I was interested in. Like Yeah. I like there was more than Kingdom of Hearts. I liked playing fighter I learned that like, oh, I do enjoy fighter games. Like they are fun. Yeah. Um it's just hard when you have to be an adult and do things to find time to do those things. <laughs> no, I, and be able to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I completely feel you. I mean, like when I first it, when I first started dating, like actual dating like it was hard. This sounds so stupid. Like it was so I I did nothing, right? Like high school, I did high school and sports and I worked two jobs and the only time that I got to mm-hmm. myself was playing video games. Like I've I've played video games since I can remember. Like some mm-hmm. of my earliest video games are, are with a or some of my earliest memories are with a game controller in my hand. And like all like all my spare time was just video games, video games, video games and then I remember starting to date Mm-hmm. And I actually blew somebody off because I wanted to finish my level, and it was really hard because I was playing Dante's Inferno in the hardest setting. Nice, <laughs> and I blew them off. Um, but that is to say, when you become an adult, it's hard. It's like I yeah. barely have time to game anymore, which sucks because like uh, my husband Matt and I like we we just we love gaming, and it, when we got together, that was one of the things that we were able to do that like we couldn't necessarily do in other relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so like December is usually our, we will buy a subscription to MMO and just like play together nonstop. But adult life doesn't really facilitate that. Yeah, no. College is pretty much more like, oh, I can't bring my PlayStation Two to college with me because I don't trust people. Yeah. So then all I had was my PSP. And once <laughs> you beat, I mean, once I beat the three games I owned for the tenth time, I was just like, I'm done for now yeah. there's nothing else for me to play until like after college and at like because same as you like I worked I played sports to pay for school and all this stuff so it's like how do you find time to play for tw- for two hours a day yeah. it's impossible and what am I going to do pay for one hour I'm, I'm not going to get nothing done oh yeah um, and I think it's also different for me too because like I played a lot of competitive games so mm, like yep. I can get in like I <laughs> I brought my xbox to college 
But I had to, so the way the Wi-Fi was set up in our college dorms was that you couldn't run anything that wasn't a computer. So what I did was I hardlined in my laptop and then I hardlined in my Xbox to run it through the computer so that I could get internet. And I'd like get a few rounds of Call of Duty in like in between classes. <laughs> You're a good one. I'm the kind of people where I'm like, I don't, I want to play and not have to get up for the next three hours. Oh, yeah. No, de- I mean, there are definitely some games like that. Um, I've definitely played a lot of games like that. Like, don't talk to me. I'm going here. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's kind of fitting that you chose a video game anime i'm calling it a video game anime it's, it's a video game uh, anime <laughs> yeah because the movie we're reviewing is based off of a video game exactly very good <laughs> yep i've never played the video game have you played the video game i have never played it either okay i kind of want to play it now <laughs> i do too <laughs> I need I need the Switch to be I need a Detective Pikachu version to be released on the Switch. Oh, you know what's coming. I, I'm waiting. I, feel like I, it has I to. thought it was gonna come. I thought it was gonna happen before the movie premiered, but like I guess not. Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But let's fingers crossed. I'm hoping for a lot of things to be re-released on the Switch, to be honest. I just want a damn Switch. <laughs> I know, because I didn't get a chance to play with you when I was in Texas, because it's all my fault. I'm so sorry. I know. I need to switch so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so uh, Detective Pikachu is, and I don't, I, so I need to ask people who have played the game, but at least from what I've, like, read from, like, the Wikipedia summary of the game, like, the movie is fairly close to it, in that it uses the same names and kind of the same things that happen. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, in the game, um, Tim, obviously in this movie, Tim Goodman, um, teams up with his dad's, uh, with with Pikachu, who talks, um, and they go on essentially a quest to get to the bottom of finding out where R is coming from, and they end up uh, crossing paths with Mewtwo, and instead of Mewtwo, like, merging the bodies, it's just kind of like alluded to instead but like i don't know reading the wikipedia summary i was like oh this is kind of cool um but obviously i'm not a pokemon expert so same i mean if we're gonna talk about like the first and second generation animes yes same (laughs) (laughs) but when, when people get into like the lore of of like pokemon um, and all the like, dive into the video game lore. I'll be like, um, I played Silver Moon, and yeah, in Red and Blue, but I haven't even not... played those. Oh, those are just like when you like my sisters and I. We would just like switch them off. My parents were not going to buy us a game each, so it's like you get that <laughs> one, you get that one, you get that one. Um, and then in college, I the one way I did find how to play video games is you could download this mod on your phone this Game Boy mod. Yeah. Um, and I could play the Pokemon games. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really but cool. I do. Yeah. But like now I'm like looking at like the images of the video game. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. So like the quick synopsis. So Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, a.k.a. everybody thinks he's dead, prompting his 21-year-old mm-hmm. son, Tim, to go out and find what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wisecracking, adorable, super sleuth, Detective Pikachu. 
Finding <laughs> that they are uniquely equipped to work together, as Tim is the only human who can talk with Pikachu, they join forces to unravel the tangled mystery. That's a good synopsis. <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so again pikachu talking with ryan ryan, ryan, ryan reynolds voice i did not think it was gonna work but it worked i didn't know that i needed that in my life me neither and i'm like you know there's outtakes you know there are already oh, there outtakes there have to I, be they will never I see the light them. of day because of how mm -hmm. nintendo and the pokemon company are but they have to be. You know I want to see shit. Pikachu cursing. I do too. <laughs> so bad. I'm just waiting for the for Detective Pikachu to come to DVD and for somebody to overlay Deadpool talking on Pikachu. Yo. Yes. Right? That's, that's, as, clo that's as close as we're going to get. Yep. <laughs> I I'll take it. I'll take it. But yeah, so I think what's interesting about this whole thing is like, like you said, it's pretty honest to the game, like as far as the characters go. Um, I thought it was interesting <laughs> how we open up. Not Okay, so how we open up, we see what we assume is um, Tim's dad and Pikachu trying to get away in a car mm -hmm. and like you said they presume he's dead but then like the opening scene of like Tim and his friend like trying going to into a, a bone. yes and you're just like it's just like in the game where like you can't go in the tall grass if you go in the tall grass you're gonna encounter a Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> And like, I just liked all that stuff. And the um, cubone like, was adorable, right? It was so and he's just cute. like, <laughs> he's just crying, and he's alone. Oh, bad. Oh, and I just, I like how very. So, in the world of Pokemon, things are just like people just accept them as they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no one ever questions why does a cubone have a skull of its dead relative on its head? Nope. No, no one has ever said that, but they said it. They say it here. So I think I really appreciate stuff like that in this movie. Just like, why does a cue bone have a skull on its head? Where did it get the skull from? Yeah. Um, it's not that it just comes out of the womb like that or out of the egg, wherever, yeah. however Pokemon are made. Um, so I thought that was funny. And, but it's like, you get, we get a little bit more info on Tim, like how he's just like sworn off a of Pokemon and how he doesn't need one. And I was just like, if I lived in a Pokemon world, are you crazy? I yes, would have give me all of them. them. I would be trying it, to catch them all, damn it. All. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they told us gotta catch them all for a reason. Exactly. And that is what I would do. Come I'm, I'm, we're gonna start, we're before the end of this, we're probably gonna sing the song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, but gosh, yeah. So I really like that, like, opening with those two scenes where, like, you kind of see... You get the experience of trying to catch a Pokemon. Yeah. From Tim's point of view. And it failing. Uh, and, <laughs> yes. Because I always wonder, like, in the game, whenever you play the game, you don't get attacked by the thing. When, yeah. Like, you don't get attacked like that, or at least attacks to what we think are, or from the anime and from the video game, aren't enough to kill you. But then when you realize, these monsters could literally kill all the people here. Oh, yeah. And, like, y'all... <laughs> <laughs> what is going on <laughs> like there is a charizard that could kill anybody if it wanted to yep oh my god so that's like that was really good but then like we learned from that just like tim is an insurance salesman which in the world where pokemon exists why are you an insurance salesman 
He's real bland. <laughs> He's so bland. It's like painfully bland. Like salt can't even help him. Uh-uh. No. No. And, his, and like his friend tells him like, look, I'm worried about you. You're going to be all alone. <laughs> you work You work at a dead-end job. He's like, I'm going to get a promotion. I'm going to be insurance senior man. I'm like, dude, you 21. <laughs> and you excited about selling insurance in a world full of Pokemon. Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> so... Like, from there, I mean, we don't have to do a super deep dive recap. We could just, like, talk about our favorite scenes or whatever. But it was, like, I kind of liked how it sets up the story. And we were introduced to Tim. Mm-hmm. But then, like, how he gets the bad news about his dad. And then he goes to Rhyme City. And I appreciated them doing the exposition of learning about Rhyme City. Yes, that helped so much. Yeah. I was just like, so this is all exposition. Thank you very much. And putting it in the form of this train ride on a TV screen. Um, But what was it? So we're just going to get into spoilers right away. Did you, when you saw the dad and the son, the rich guys, I can't remember their name. Um, It's Howard, Howard Clifford. Howard yes. Clifford and Clifford Jr. Because I don't know what the hell his name is. I just know it's he's a baby Clifford. Yes, Roger right. Clifford. Howard Clifford. Roger Clifford. Yes, Howard Clifford and Roger Clifford. Did you call evil? Like, oh, immediately? yeah. I knew one or both of them was going to be evil. Like, mm-hmm. shady old white dude who mm-hmm. created an entirely new city because he didn't want to die. Right. Like... How the right. hell he not gonna be evil? <laughs> exactly. I have like, seen enough evil. horror movies or sci-fi movies to know that if there is a if there is an old white man, mm-hmm. spe- specifically old, mm-hmm. and he's inviting you to a place where he has science, yep. chances are he's gonna do something really, really evil so that he doesn't Yo. die. Yo, this is get out, but with Pokemon. Dude, I said that. I, I, I so <laughs> I was talking. Uh, I was I was talking with Matt and somebody else, and I was like, "Oh, sh-. I was like, uh, what was it? I was like, yeah. So essentially, there's this really old guy who doesn't want to die, so he puts his mind. He wants to put his mind into a Pokemon, and then he puts everybody's mind into the Pokemon. But we don't know where the minds of the Pokemon goes. I was like, oh shit, this is low key get out. And I was like, holy crap, right, <laughs> right. And you choose the most powerful Pokemon. Me too. Mm. I was just like, and I just felt like it was weird. Like they made sure to mention how like Howard has this illness that he's slowly dying from. um, Or like he's like that his body is deteriorating. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, we're going to come back to that. I know we're going to come back to that. So I I just felt like we were going to come back to that. And it it was was either going to be. "Hmm, He doesn't want to die. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen here? And he believes in Pokemon so much. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he wants to see how we can live in harmony with Pokemon and talking about their evolution. Totally nothing amiss. Nothing. Nothing at all. Talking about like, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could control our evolution? I'm like, uh, you sit in the dark. You creep. Mm-hmm. I don't trust none of this. None of it. Um, but yeah, but we do discover, you know, there's a twist at the end because we're made to believe that it's his son, Roger, who's the actual villain. When in actuality, he had a ditto. (laughs) Dude. Okay. So like (laughs) those ditto people are the creepiest damn thing Mm -hmm. in like that's Coraline creepy. 
Yes, yes. Oh my God, I did say it was like Coraline because mm-hmm. of the beady eyes. I can't do that. I can't. Nah, no. Oh my God, that uncanny valley where it's so close to being being human that it's just so monstrous. Yeah, that's right where that was. Yeah, which now I regret never catching the Dittos when I played the game because I'm like, clearly Ditto is a superior Pokemon yeah. to everyone. <laughs> you can have any Pokemon you want and think of all the crime you can commit. Yep. Yeah, that, that, y'all heard that, right? I'll pro- if I lived in a Pokemon world, I'm going to take advantage of that. Oh, you totally um, would. You totally would. I would. I would, too. I mean, and I can't blame for you. For good. Yeah, you. crime's for good. The anti-heroes <laughs> exist, damn it. If you're listening exactly. to this and thought it was crimes for crime, terrible. No, no, we're planning anti-heroes. We're, we're going to only steal from the very rich with our Pokemon. Or I'm going to have a Pokemon disguise itself as a rich person and get their information and hack and get all their money. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Oh. Oh, it's a good thing we don't live in a Pokemon world, baby. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, it's it's that or I'm just gonna have a Squirtle and a little Bulbasaur and live in a happy life somewhere um, yeah oh bizarre we're jumping all over the place but it's fine y'all we just gonna get into it you know um, us by now you know us we jump we jump we all do. over the place we do mm-hmm. unless it's like a bizarrely terrible thing like uh, a, po- a Yakuza apocalypse where we felt like we had to yeah. go part by part and dissect that mess but sorry uh, we're on to a happier note now um so yeah so we've uh, we've already established that the people who were introduced to our villains are villains yes uh, and then you see that tim has to go and like which i thought it was kind of messed up because i'm like wow tim has to go and deal with all this by himself like there's no other family he don't got no yeah, other family but like of course alone. that would take away from the plot but like he's a 21 year old kid hasn't seen his dad in what 10 years also 21 year he's a grown man he is, he is. <laughs> true 21 true 21 is an adult true i but, don't remember, remember but, still, he is, but i will say this they do a lot in this film to like he which is really infre- refreshing because like he is 21 but he is very mm-hmm. not not childlike in a bad way right like he's not infantilized but he's mm-hmm. young right like he has a he he is his age if not a little younger he hasn't he hasn't been beaten down by the world so much. Like, he has, like, he's had a bad relationship with his father, but, like, the mm-hmm. way he looks at things, I don't, man, I don't know how to explain it. Like, he doesn't really have, like, this, so, like, the character, I, I guess we look at it this way. We're introduced to the world of Pokemon through the eyes of, like, someone like Ash yeah. from the anime, who has, like, this super optimistic, and, like, granted, Ash has been a child for the last 30 years. <laughs> Um, and has not grown the hell up and he should be an adult man by now Um, which I just wish they would do Um, but my point is so we're used to seeing the world of Pokemon through like I guess teenagers slash preteens yeah who just like see this world as like beautiful they don't have to worry about money they don't have to worry about insurance they don't worry about bills they just go around the world collecting pokemon and battling gems not worried about money at all i've always wondered where the hell does their money come from but again they don't worry about money (laughs) um and that's it but like this like you see tim he's more so like 
I have to go take care of my father's apartment and his belongings because he might be dead or he yep. is what we assume is dead. And then like the detective chief chief is talking to him like your dad was so proud of you. You're just like him. And he said you wanted to be a Pokemon trainer. He's just like, well, I'm not. I'm nothing like I'm like, yeah, this is a sensitive subject. Um, and it's kind of it, it gives weight to the movie. It really does. Yeah, just like, oh yeah, reminder here, kids, his dad might be dead. Yep. Um And that, so like, all, I think that kind of like, kind of like, it doesn't make the world dark and grim, but it makes it slightly grounded in the realm of like, yeah, death happens here, kids. Um, yeah, it's, poke- it's one of those things where like, it, there's like, there's like a childlike wonder to the world, but mm-hmm. it's also adult at the same time, which I think they balance really well with him. Uh, with yes. Tim himself. Oh, and Tim is played by Justice Smith. We should say his name. Justice Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And, I, and that's what I like about that. It's just like Tim, Tim's looking at things as like, oh, yeah. Tim makes me think as me if I was suddenly put into the, the that world. It's like, holy crap, I can die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, if I piss off the wrong Pokemon accidentally, I'm dead. Like, it's not like when you saw Ash get shocked by Pikachu and it was cute. No, you can actually die. Um, so, yeah, there's that. So from there, like, he goes to the apartment and <laughs> he runs into, there's the girl who's the reporter. Yeah, her the, name. With that is Catherine Ooh. Newton? Yes. She's Catherine. also in the Society, which is on Netflix right now. She's actually really good there. Hmm. I'm gonna check that out. Um, yeah, so Catherine is looking she's been stalking Harry's place um because she is wait, trying to figure out what Harry came across, like why did he disappear and why did someone want to take him out? And she's an investigative reporter. She's a self-claimed investigative reporter. Um which she actually is just like a BuzzFeed art, yep. auto, like she writes listicles, <laughs> listicles, oh, listicles, listicles of the, the cutest Pokemon. Yeah, which you, you know your job is never done. Yep, yep. There's constantly so, a cuter one. Oh no, this one evolved. Yep, that one's cuter. <laughs> it's cuter, and it's an elemental type. <laughs> oh my god but yeah so then they're like they have an exchange she's suspicious her psyduck i kind of want a psyduck now i love her psyduck her psyduck so like i feel like i'm a cross between a jigglypuff and a psyduck that sounds adorable and anxious (laughs) adorable and anxious like i just like the fact that oh i moved my mic okay i just like the fact that essentially like Whenever they're together, the entire purpose is to make Psyduck calm. Because yes. if you don't know what Psyduck does, is when Psyduck gets too stressed out, he explodes a little psychic wave mm-hmm. that does a lot of damage. Yeah. Which, okay, it, so Psyduck reminded me of Xavier, of Professor X. Oh, gosh. Logan. Oh, yeah. Where, oh, my God. Which, oh. <laughs> That kind of made me Logan, sad. I was like, Pokemon. Yes, but it kind of made me sad. I'm like, oh my god, he can kill. He can literally like make everyone's brain turn to mush if he gets too st- stressed out. Which I'm like, Charles, that was Charles and Logan. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it's like, which makes me think like, you must really love this Pokemon to put yourself at this ex- <laughs> like intense risk all the time. Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah. And then, like, I just like how she has a little, like, carrying, like, her backpack to carry him in. He's just so adorable. And I like the little, fr- like, because Psyduck's, like, a mix. He's, like, a duck Pokemon. He has, like, different types of textures to him. And, like, mm-hmm. the texture on the bill and the texture on his on his webbed feet and the texture on his fur. Like, it's all mm-hmm. perfect. It's so well done. Yeah, it really is. And I just, ugh, it's so adorable. Like, we're going to get into just the CGI and creative design of this whole yeah. world. Um, I'm going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up this synopsis really quickly a little bit more. Um, so then they meet and then eventually Tim's in the apartment and he com- he eventually meets Detective Pikachu and just it's so adorable how he comes in and he's like, I will shock you. <laughs> and he threatens to shock him. And it's just, oh, he's so adorable. And like hearing him talk for the first time again, I didn't think when people, again, I think everyone had like this visceral reaction when they heard that Ryan Reynolds was going to be the voice of Pikachu. Yeah. But at the same time, no one's ever going to be happy with, with what Pikachu sounds like. There mm-hmm. was like that Pokemon movie where he told Ash, I love you. Oh, that in was English. awful. That was I awful. still have, I have. I still haven't seen it, and like I, I, I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> you don't. You don't. It sounds ter- it sounds bad. Um, so there's like a bunch. Like no one's ever gonna be happy with what Pikachu sounds like because to us he only sounds like Pika Pika. Um, so yeah, but from there we learned that Pikachu says like I don't have any memories, but I had this address in my hat, and I must be a detective because I figured that out, and I've. <laughs> How he like comes to these conclusions, um, and then just his caffeine addiction. There's just so I could gush about Pikachu the whole time, but he's just adorable. So eventually, they have this is where they have that interaction with that R. The oh drug. yeah, the R. It's like yeah. so essentially, like it gets introduced by you know Tim just being curious, like what the hell is this purple stuff. And he like uns it he un uh he unscrews it and there are a whole bunch of ponchoms outside, these little like monkey Pokemon with a hand on their mm. tail. Um and they get a whiff of it and it turns Pokemon rabid. Yep. Like scary rabid. Like it they not cute no more. <laughs> it's nope. terrifying. Um so that leads them on like this super wild, like like I guess life threatening chase like not chase, but escape. Yeah. to get away from them because it's just like hordes of them suddenly um which i just want to make a quick note just because like when we just kept on seeing r everywhere i was like team rocket are we gonna see team rocket <laughs> like every time r came up i just thought it meant team rocket and it did not and <laughs> no, i was a little didn't. disappointed i wanted some reference to team rocket just a little bit <laughs> it would have been great um so yeah the smoke makes them go feral and they're attacking them and like Tim and Pikachu eventually get away and then they go talk at a bar about everything as Pikachu's having a drink of coffee which um, he's I think this is where to. yep and I think this is where he makes the point of like we have some kind of connection I can talk to Pokemon you could talk to humans together we're an unstoppable team we have this kind of bond bond I feel it in my jellies which <laughs> I still don't know what jellies means, but I don't I think know. It's adorable but it's adorable. It. it is adorable when he says it. Um, so yeah, they decide to become a team together, and they are on the case to find Tim's dad and figure out what happened to Pikachu's memories. Uh, 
fast forward, other shenanigans happen. They eventually <laughs> go back to Lucy. Like, not Lucy. Is her name Lucy? We said Catherine. Why no, am I her name Lucy? is Lucy in the in the movie. Her name is Catherine as the actress. Oh, my bad. Lucy. So Lucy, they meet up with her. That leads them to discover the place where R is being made. Yep. Where it's like this, re- I want to say remote, like gated off commu- like place, just open yeah, the field. Yeah, it's like a giant secret research facility. Yep, in the middle of nowhere. Not suspicious at all. Nope. Not like the not like the cops should have been looking there. No, nope, um, not at all. Nope, but we'll get into why the cops aren't looking there. <laughs> um, so yeah, the cops go, don't go looking, and Tim's doing their dirty work. Um, and they eventually go to the place where in the beginning of the film, we see that there was an explosion because Mewtwo escaped. Um, but we will find out how Mewtwo escaped here because they come across some video footage that reveals to them. Oh, I guess before then we should say that between now and then Tim was approached by, um, Howard's to Howard Clifford. Yeah. Howard Clifford to help stop his son's terrible plan by finding out, all that he could about R. Mm-hmm. His, his son's mission. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote son. Um, yep. It's a terrible plan. So he then like gets a, I guess he leads him in the right direction, gives him some more breadcrumbs to go help find his dad, supposedly. And Tim finds evidence that shows like what happens to Mewtwo, like how Mewtwo breaks out and then like what the scientists were doing at the facility, how they were basically extracting Mewtwo's essence to create R. Um, Yes. Which which was like this drug that the doctor, the researcher was like giving to people at underground Pokemon battles um, and basically like juicing up Pokemon. Yeah, because essentially what it does is what they find out is when the Pokemon is feral, it lets them take over their bodies, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just want to make sure that they can make them feral for like the right amount of time so they can ultimately just get out all these Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what they've discovered and they've been successful with this stuff. So yeah, they were just they've been using the underground rings to test that on them. So now we see that Mewtwo, we see the night of like how Mewtwo escapes, but then it's revealed before then that Harry's dad, not Harry's dad, Tim's dad, Harry, was actually the person that brought Mewtwo there in the first place. Dum, dum, dum. Is he evil? Probably not. We don't not, know yet. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> Probably not. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, like, so that was the reveal and Harry, like, damn, I'm going to mess mess him up. Tim was, like, so confused. Like, why was my dad here? What did he, like, what did he know? Like, what, like, he was probably up to no good. Like, he's all mad. And then Pikachu's like, no, 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 that can't be it. I have a feeling. It's in my jelly. He's like, I'm going to figure it out. Before that can happen, um, Roger, what we presume is Roger, is, has released the Pokemon that are in the facility still, which I was thinking, Greninja. if this, pl- Greninja. The Greninjas. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't like Greninjas. Greninjas. I'm just gonna let you say. It. I'm gonna mess. With <laughs> um, there's little like little frog ninjas. <laughs> Greninjas. <laughs> Green ninja. Well, Greninja. Greninjas. Yes. Oh yeah, I did it. <laughs> 
Kate's a Pokemon purist over here. Oh, um, hell no, I'm not. I don't know who the hell these Pokemon are. I know one, two, and a little bit of three, and Sobble. Those are the only Pokemon I know. Sobble. That's it. I love how your priorities are like, that one, that one, and Sobble. Yes. Which, yes, Sobble yes. is cute. Exactly. Um, Sobble is a depressed little soul, and he's just like me. <laughs> I need to give you a hug. Um, but yeah, so those things are, which oddly you knew had to be a trap, because I'm like, this place exploded. Why did they leave these Pokemon they were testing on here mm-hmm. in this place that's abandoned and everyone evacuated? These things oh, well. can't possibly open up and cause any harm to anybody. Which, when their cages opened up and that hand came out, creepy. Yep. Just, I, I'm trying to think of, like, what movie that reminds me of, but it's creepy. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they are, like, they're amped up on R. They chase after Lucy and Tim and Psyduck the whole time is having a panic attack. Just like, Psyduck, 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 Psyduck. It's, it's, like <laughs> this, it's the funniest thing. Because, like, they're doing all this heavy action stuff and Psyduck's just, like, rubbing his head. Like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. <laughs> He's like, nope, happy place, happy place. Remember what Remember what my therapist taught me. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, little poor Psyduck. So eventually Psyduck has, I guess, his psychic burst or he sends out the psychic shockwaves. Yep, he gets a very bad headache. Yeah, and it's like everybody, like the way he looks on his face is like, ah, oh, I feel better. But then like everybody else is just like trying to, they look like they're immobilized for a little bit. Yeah. And trying to shake it off, which I'm like, oh, you guys are lucky you're not dead. Because like the ground shifted, yep. like <laughs> explosion. So I'm like, Psyduck is surprisingly one of them is not useless. He is <laughs> just very stressed out. Yep. Just like me. Uh Yep. Yep. Just like you. I love you, Kate. I'm going to give you a hug when I get to Austin next time. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that happens. And eventually they get away. But they don't get away that easily because, okay, is it Tortuga? No, Tortuga is how you say turtle in Spanish. (laughs) Dang it. What is it? I know its name is close to that. Hold on. Okay, it's thank okay. You. I say that because I kept thinking tortuga, but I know that that's not the See? right thing. I know, I know it has to be close to it. I hope I'm right. Uh, yeah, it is actually. It is tortuga. It, it's tur. It's turtoga. Oh, I like tortuga better. Think, We're fine. I don't think this is the actual one. Hold on, turtle Pokemon. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I forgot. I clicked this, assuming that there wasn't that many. There's a lot. Hold on. People, the Pokemon fans are going to add us. Turtwig, Grottle, Torterra, Torterra. That's the name of it. Tort. There it is. Yeah, Torterra. Okay, so They're the tor- essentially like they have a world on their back, pretty much. Yeah, which honestly is kind of cool to me. <laughs> Unless you realize you're standing on top of them. Yeah, that that is terrifying. When you realize that the entire facility is built on the backs of these Pokemon, and of they're these just genetically really... altered Pokemon. That's right. So they're genetically altered. They're huge compared to like what they actually are size wise. Like they're probably the size of like a twin bed. Yeah, like normally, but now they're the size of mountains, which terrifying, very terrifying yep. <laughs> when you think about it. So in the midst of all this happening, like, I thought this scene where, like, the ground is lifting up 
Yeah. It's like kind of, kind of like an inception when like how the ground is like lifting up towards them. It looks like it's almost going to fold on top of them. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's really um, well done. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. So in the midst of all of this happening, Pikachu gets hit in the chest by a, a pebble, which is enough to hurt his little heart that's what the size of an acorn. A ninja? Was it? Yeah. I thought a rock hit. I thought a rock fell. No, I thought I thought it threw it. Oh, I thought a rock. I thought it was because the rocks were sliding off of the Pokemon's like back. Oh, it might have fallen. Okay, I thought. I th- okay, yeah, you're probably right. But I think he was trying, like, because they were getting away from them, because like he did miss yeah. the Greninja. I think you're right, um, though, because I think he, I think he misses the Greninja and then gets hit by the rock. That's it. So yeah, that happens. Which I was just kind of like, I, I don't judge me. I I laughed a little bit, <laughs> but it was, but it's because it was such a small pebble. But then I started to feel better. I'm like, oh my god, his chest is so like his heart is the size of an acorn. He is so small. I'm like, oh no. I'm like yeah, it's a small <laughs> pebble, but he's a tiny baby, Nisha. I know. I felt he just bad has after a manly laughing. Voice. It's not his fault. I know. I felt bad after laughing internally. I didn't laugh out loud. <laughs> um. So Pikachu is very badly wounded, like mortally wounded. There's not a pokey stop hospital anywhere in sight. So they have to hopefully get help from somebody soon. Um, which the best boy Pokemon, not boy, I say like best boy, isn't like the term best boy, but the best Pokemon ever pops up, and that is Bulbasaur. They're and so adorable in this movie. So cute. So cute. They got little so nubbins for legs and they just kind of yes. waddle around. They're just so cute. I love them so much. I want one. I want yes. one so bad. Oh my god. So <laughs> Tim is like desperate and he pleads with the Bulbasaur to help him. And Lucy, well, I think she's trying to help him. Is like, they can't understand you. But Bulbasaur does understand him because the power of friendship and love. Um, and the Bulbasaur is lead, ten, like the herd of Bulbasaur. So now there's like 20 of them lead them to Mew. And I love how Mew the Bulbasaur is like, no, Mew too. Thank you. Which I wanted Mew to show up the entire time. I did time. too, because Mew is so adorable. Very adorable and powerful. Yes. Like who doesn't want to see that fight happen again? Um, so, <laughs> um, Oh, yeah. So I liked how the Bulbasaur kind of like stopped Lucy for coming yeah. with them. Like, they're like, no, 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 not you. Not you. You can't come. Um, and then like Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and like they lead him over to Mewtwo and Mewtwo shows up. Tim is like, oh, no, what's happening? Uh, but it's actually revealed that Mewtwo is not the villain that he was made out to be. Dun, dun, dun. And that he was trying to reveal the truth to Tim. But Tim takes it as him was being the villain because he says, good, you brought the sun to me. Yep. So he thought that Pikachu was working with Mewtwo the whole time. Yep. And they're all dun, very dun, dun. confused. And then Roger comes in, or Roger comes in mm-hmm. and takes Mewtwo away and steals him again. Yep. And this... <laughs> So then we get to like the emotional climactic part of the movie where Tim and Pikachu are, Pikachu's confused and he thinks he's, no, Tim still trusts Pikachu. Pikachu doesn't trust himself with Tim. He's like, I thought I was doing good. I thought I was doing the right thing, but I put you in danger. Who's, I'm a bad Pokemon. And he's just having this existential crisis right now um, and dealing with a lot. 
but it's still cute how he waddles away. And eventually he starts running away from Tim because he doesn't want to hurt Tim. legs just like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> and just like he runs, so then he runs away from Tim further, which makes Tim feel abandoned. Like he's always felt abandoned. Yep. Because you learn Wink. like throughout this entire time too, like you learn a little bit more as to like why he had a bad uh, relationship with his dad. And it was because mm-hmm. he felt that his dad chose pokemon over him and that's why he didn't want to have like he that's why he wanted nothing to do with pokemon mm-hmm. um but when he goes back to his house and his dad you, you see that his dad had actually made a room for him like his dad mm. actually cared um yeah. which makes him feel really freaking terrible because he actively chose to not go to his dad yeah and i guess the other part of that is because like when his mom died um he his dad threw himself into his work yep. and that's how he coped with his grief. But that left Tim with his grandmother who was a loving caretaker for him, but that's still like he needed, he he wanted that connection with his dad. And it just seemed like his, like you said, his dad threw himself into his work and chose Pokemon over him. So he just felt like he didn't have that connection with his dad anymore. And he, that just furthered the wedge between them. Yep. Um, dealing with real stuff here in a pokemon world it gets real uh, it gets real real fast mm-hmm. it's it's not all it's not all pika pikas and fun <laughs> i'm gonna say that about 10 more times before we're done oh, do it. uh <laughs> so yeah that's tim feels abandoned he doesn't know what to do but he's like okay i still have to go stop roger i gotta go warn howard about roger now and hopefully stop you too um so Tim rushes all the way back to get to Howard with Lucy and Lucy's fi- trying to figure out a way of like, oh, they figured out that R- the R is in the balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to like, she's trying, they're trying to figure out like, we have to figure out a way to warn the people. We have to like warn everybody what Roger's up to um, as soon as possible. So they, oh, sorry, correction. They didn't figure out that the R is in the balloons. They just know that, that Roger is up to something. Yep. Um, and that they're trying to warn everybody about what he's been up to. Yeah. And in the meantime, Tim goes to Howard to to tell him everything, what they learned. But he gets to Howard and Howard, I think at this point has on the. It's like this little neural cap. Yes. Neural cap. Like he has one on and then Mewtwo has one on and it's for them to essentially create like a neural link and for yeah. uh Clifford to go into Mew's head to get out him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it's just like I was about to call it Cerebro from like the X-Men. Yeah. That's for, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, it looks just like it, but like you're right, like that that it's definitely like this neurocap thing that allows him to take over Mewtwo's body. Um that's it. And yep, that's it. <laughs> and that all of this was this giant elaborate plan to keep Howard from dying. Exactly. This very, very rich, selfish man decided to do all of this for the sake of not dying. Even though he is at a, I'm not saying once you get to a certain age, you should accept Dude, he's death. like 80. Yes. You've had a good life. Deal with it. Thank you. Okay, thank you for saying it. Thank you for saying it. But no, he's like 80. He's old. He's lived a full, full life. But he can't accept... This isn't about him and like... 
being confined, like it, like it was never about him being confined to like to like his old body. Yeah, it was always about him having power. And that oh was the yeah, thing. it was like, never because if it was simply about that, he could have picked any Pokemon. Exactly, but he wanted to be completely powerful. Like he, the way he viewed it was like my body is this old piece of me and this next piece is my evolution. Exactly. And I deserve to be super powerful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like, it was never about him being like, I want to be healed. No, sir. You just want to be an all-powerful Pokemon. Exactly. Which so. essentially, like, Mewtwo is, like, thousands of years old. So, like, when it comes down to it, he just wanted to, wanted to be immortal. Exactly. Like he didn't want to die. Like, I think it's one of those things, too, where, like, you have at, at least, because this is the trope that gets used in sci-fi. Not trope, but, like, you know, it gets used in sci-fi a lot. Like I said, like, old white dude, old mm-hmm. rich dude, uh, if you want to take that piece out, because I think uh, just, like, old, old, old rich person mm-hmm. doesn't want to die because they have not had to do anything in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. They've gotten everything. They have powerful they're intelligent, and death is the last thing they can't beat. And then they fuck everything up by trying to. Yep. Pretty much. You had a f- good, full life. You let, you left quite the legacy. You built an entire freaking Pokemon and human city. With harmony. Yeah. But, but nope. that wasn't enough. Dude gotta be immortal and powerful. Yep. Old white men gonna old white men. Pretty um, much. Yep. So, yeah, that gets to that point. Tim gets his ass whooped by the ditto disguise secretary who, when the when the shades come off again, very creepy. Terrifying. Very. Just, it was funny, but then it kind of made me creeped out. Um, yep. So, but we cut back to Pikachu, who at this point is singing the Pokemon song, which, and tearfully singing the Pokemon song. Oh, I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. I want to be the very, very best, best that no, no one. one ever was. And he does, like, the punches. <laughs> yes. It's so cute. It's oh. just, it's so cute and sad, and I want to hug him. Right. Adorable. Uh, it, it, like, I, I feel Pikachu's pain, because no matter what he does, he kind of even says, it's like, it doesn't matter. They don't hear me. I could be, like, they, all they hear is Pika Pika. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, he's just so cute. Um, but then something happens where he like gets a flashback because he comes back to the bridge where the car crashed happened with Harry's dad, Harry mm-hmm. Tim's dad, Harry, um, that he was in the car accident with, and he realizes like, oh, these are Greninja's stars. Like yep. it wasn't Mewtwo that caused our car to crash; it was the Greninja's. So it was actually, and Pikachu, being the brilliant detective that he is figures it out that it was actually Roger. And I guess he makes the connection that it was actually Howard. I think he yep. made that connection somehow because Howard sent them there. Um, so he then with his little legs and all his might runs back to Rhyme City, which I was like, man, he had to be doing quick dash the whole way there because that's a far, <laughs> that's a far run. I'm not going to question time and all this. This is a Game of Thrones. I'm not going to question how he got uh, to one you place. You question it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I am. Because he even makes the point about like, I, sure, I went to walk 10,000 steps today, which Pikachu has little legs. It's going to take him a while to get anywhere. Tiny little legs. Teeny tiny little legs. Um, But the power of friendship and love will get him there. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, he eventually gets to Rhyme City. He sees what's going on. At this point, Mewtwo has revealed his evil... Well, Howard in Mewtwo's body has revealed his evil scheme of making Pokemon and people one. Yep. Um, which basically getting get outing all the Pokemon yep. and putting the people into their bodies, not without anyone's permission, not think just assuming nope. that everybody wants it. Um, yep, just creepy. So he, well, cause like when you think about it too, he just mm. like he sees Pokemon as like these better beings, like he sees them as being better than humans. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. These are like those people who like love their dogs so much. Hey. Not in a, in a healthy way. Not you. I'm just saying. In an, my and, dog and an, is my child. See, but that's still in a. That's not in an <laughs> unhealthy way. He is on an, in a unhealthy I, I, level. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yes. So not you. I'm like the people who feed their dogs off of with forks. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you don't. Mm. You don't cross that line. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> Uh, so yeah Howard's really loves Pokemon so basically everyone's now been put into Pokemon bodies because everyone's inhaled the gas that was actually hidden in the balloons all the Pokemon have inhaled the gas so like the way it works is the Pokemon inhale the gas and then Howard comes down as Mewtwo and like zaps everybody into the Pokemon bodies exactly so yeah that happens, and it's just like it's mass chaos. People are like just running around screaming. The Pokemon are confused. The people inside the Pokemon bodies are confused and don't know what to do. Yep. Um, which I don't think this is the utopia he thought it was I going also, to be, but he don't care. <laughs> I, I really want to say that uh, Snoobal is the perfect Pokemon for Ken Watanabe. Yes. He's just so perfect. Yes, yeah, just like adorable next to each other. And also <laughs> with that mean little tough face. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, so precious. Um, so yeah, and then so Pikachu, like Pikachu, is being a little boss, <laughs> jumping on balloons and fighting Mewtwo. Yep, he or, finds his strength, he finds his power because he wasn't able to use his power before, and now he can. Mm-hmm. So he's fi- he knows what he's got to do. He's trying to save Tim and take out Mewtwo, um, and do all this. Which I was just like, man, Pikachu is the best Pokemon. Man, look at like <laughs> look at him go. He's just like doing his thing. And saving the world. Um, but, which I, I really enjoyed the fight that was going on here. <laughs> um, but so eventually, I think it's Tim finds the real Roger, who is hidden in the closet. Yeah. Um, and Tim is almost like dangling. He's, he's about to die from the ditto. Something is going to kill him. Things happen. Um, and Pikachu is able to use, he, I think Tim told him when they were in the underground bout, battle that Oh, I'm gonna mess this up. Pokemon people at me. Um, it's the charge bolt. I think it's, gonna... it's bolt something. It's bolt. something bolt. It's thunderbolt. Nah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a powerful. It's one of his most powerful moves. So he listens to Tim's advice and he does it. Um, and that's what he's able to like hit Mewtwo, subdue, subdue Mewtwo long enough for Tim to get the neuro cap off of Howard and free Mewtwo but oh no Pikachu and no yeah Pikachu is falling to the ground thankfully Mewtwo wakes up and becomes conscious again and saves him and now that Mewtwo is conscious again he undo he undoes all the damage that Howard did separating the humans from the Pokemon and 
then it's all, this is when we finally get the reveal of like, oh, we solved the case. We did it. Uh, we, we got your memories back. And then Pikachu's like, wait, but what about your dad? And Mewtwo comes in and says like, your dad's been with you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I just, your dad was inside you all along. I just. Yeah. So, and then it turns out that in order to save, in order to save Tim's dad from the car crash, um, he had to put him inside of Pikachu's body. Um, I don't understand why Pikachu's memories had to be wiped, but I guess it's not that his memories got wiped. It's because that the dad. I think dad- it's because his, yeah, I think it's because his dad override, which is just terrifying when you think about it. Like yeah. the people, the people, soul, mind, whatever, it, it it's the P- supersedes it's- the Pokemons, which means the Pokemons are gone. Yeah. Or just like, just like and get out, which makes the, that element yeah. of it creepy. Um, so then Mewtwo takes, <laughs> takes Harry, Tim's dad, out of Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Harry's, that Harry is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which, did you see this coming? So I didn't see it coming. I thought about it, but I didn't think they were actually going to do it. I think I was trying to figure out why is it that Tim... Under, why, why can Tim and Pikachu talk? Yeah. So then when it got to the point when, like, after we saw, like, the Pikachu... Like, once we saw Mewtwo, like, the second time, or, like, when they find him in the forest and everything, I was just like, okay, I don't think Pikachu's a traitor, but I feel like something's going on. Like, where is the dad? And then, like, when you find out with, like, um, Howard... Because they've that, been hiding the dad. Like, yeah. they don't show him. They don't even... like. He's wearing gloves. Like, there's nothing giving away the the dad's identity. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Oh, and every scene, because you see, like, his... He has a cap on. His head is Mm -hmm. turned. He's... Like, in every scene, you don't see the dad's face, which is like, okay, there's a reason why we don't see the dad's face. But I also thought it's because, like... Because in Pokemon world, parents don't exist. Parents don't have... (laughs) (laughs) I also thought that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was getting weird. Um, But then it was like, I figured it out a little bit, like a few minutes before, because I was like, oh yeah, Mewtwo has the power of putting people in Pokemon's bodies. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, Um, I didn't find it out till like the very end, which was good, because that's when when I was, when you should. Uh, I agree. What did you think about it? I, you mean the end or just the movie overall? Yeah, the end. Oh, the end? I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was really, really adorable. I did too. And it's also one of those things is I think somebody was like, well, why didn't he know that his, uh, why didn't he notice his dad's voice? And I'm like, he hasn't talked to his dad since he was like six. Mm-hmm. It's been years. So, Which yep. I think that's a, that's a good explanation. You're just like, so no one ever thought it would be his dad's voice. I'm like, but if you haven't talked to your dad in years, like, like mm-hmm. he's 21. He didn't see his dad since like, the last time he was going to actually probably, he was actually talking to his dad was he was 10. Yeah. Um, so there are relationships. A solid in- decade of not talking. Mm-hmm. And then like on top of that too, um, I think the other theory I saw was just like, we heard him as Ryan Reynolds because he had to be Ryan Reynolds at the end. Yeah. But for Tim, it could have just like, they could have just been communicating like telepathically, like emotionally. Like, oh yeah. He communicated with the Bulbasaur. That was the True. other thing I saw for that, which I thought was cool. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Which I think my whole part was like, is it because Tim inhaled the R that that allowed him to oh, like speak yeah. to the, speak to the Pikachu? But then I'm like, for that to happen, that would mean that like everybody who inhaled R could have been talking to their Pokemon. But it makes oh, sense because... Yeah. But it's because Mewtwo put Harry inside of Pikachu. So, like, Pikachu reacts a specific way. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That And that's what my assumption is. It's because Harry's okay. inside of him and he has the, cognit- the cognitive like ability to speak back now. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just my assumption. That makes because sense. I, was just, I was just trying to figure out, like, is there a special bond or is it just because he's inside of him and that's how he can talk? <laughs> um, but nobody else can understand him. But it's because I assumed, like, because Tim and Hales are, that might help. I don't yeah. know. Um, either way, I don't care. The mechanics, I enjoyed the movie. And I really enjoyed that ending because it's like, oh, man, y'all could have released this around Father's Day. This would have been a perfect Father's right? Day movie. <laughs> it really would have. It's adorable. And it it's great. It was so sweet. And it's like when you think about it, it allows for Tim and his dad to bond and mend their relationship. Mm-hmm. And they not know it. It's like almost like if they're parent. It's like parent trapping. Yeah. <laughs> it's get outing and parent trapping. <sighs> great movies all doing so many things yep so many things and it's just really really cool um so yeah that and that is the movie so oh and at the end so before tim goes back he his dad gives him a ticket and he's just like well i'll see you again um but tim decides to throw the ticket away and he wants to stay around and stay with with harry and just you know grow closer to his dad which precious and so good it leaves you with a good feeling of they're going to work on their relationship and mend their bond and grow closer. And then Tim decides that, like, I think I want to go into detective work, which I'm like, yeah, you're 21. You still got time. I guess there's not student yep. loan debt in the Pokemon world. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, no, no. I hope no. there isn't. I hope there isn't, but you know, like I, <laughs> I've always questioned whenever I played Pokemon and I like, even when I watched anime as a child, is like, do they not have bills to worry about? I don't think they do. <laughs> they must not. But I was also a child that was that understood money pretty early on. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're getting off topic. <laughs> um, so really quick, I figured I'd ask a few questions before we close up. Yeah. So how did you feel? Well, first off, let's talk about the character design. Oh, gosh. I So when I first saw that this movie was happening and that this movie like was existing... Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know about this. This is weird. Live action Pokemon? What the hell? Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, especially seeing Mr. Mime and stuff, I was like, this is real fucking creepy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I forgot about Mr. Mime. <laughs> Mr. Mime's really fucking creepy. Very. Um, but then we saw, actually, the first time we saw the trailer in theater, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, it was something about seeing them on the big screen where I was just like, wow, these, this is amazing. These are adorable. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. I, if you had told me, like, 20 years ago we'd be getting a Pokemon movie like this, of this caliber of live action, I would, I just wouldn't have believed it. I agree. Because, like, the textures, like, are what do it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Pikachu is soft and fuzzy and he looks warm and then like Jigglypuff is also soft which makes sense but then you see like a Bulbasaur that looks like a frog so his skin looks slimy but like 
they're just cute and round and it's this movie does what no offense to artists in the sonic movie but (laughs) there's like you said the uncanny valley yeah sometimes it helps to lean into the cartoonish side a little bit more and just add realistic elements to the character make Mm -hmm. his fur furry don't give him human calves yeah and because that makes me uncomfortable when i see he has calves and thighs um yep it's just weird Um, and then like of course like there's of course there's gonna be restrictions but i think also this movie just like does a really good job of leaning into the creativity of the video game and the anime yeah yeah no i i completely agree and i think the other thing is too is like when you so i read a couple of interviews with the animators and they actually like they had a lot of guidance from the pokemon company Mm. specifically asking them like what type of animal is this pokemon based on what would you know smart what do they need to be in where would they you know what would their skin have to be first how with is it fur is it feather Mm -hmm. um it was one of those things that was just like listening to them they did so much work into making sure that those textures like you said were right and i think that the textures and then the emotion like the mm-hmm. the 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 little wrinkles in pikachu's brows when he's when he's frustrated or he's thinking yep. like all of those did a really good job of working together to present us with like real connections between the Pokemon and the humans around them. I agree. Like that, the seeing Pikachu's like facial expressions, and you know, that had to take hours, not hours, days. Oh, weeks, yeah. Weeks to program. But the end result is just like the facial expressions on a Pokemon look human. Not human mm-hmm. in a bad way, but like you see him feel sadness, you see him feel yeah, joy. It's mocap, like it, yeah. it, it's an actual. It, it's it's a motive. It makes mm-hmm. us see it because they because they used actual like faces as a guide. Exactly, and it's not like it's not like in some. I'm trying to think of like an example where there's like CGI done, and it's just like the the CGI character isn't used to the best. The Jungle like, Book. Yes. That is a great one. Yes. <laughs> because it's like they they're just animals talking. Yep. It's you don't see emotions on the animal's face. Nope. You just I just see a giant sloth bear talking. Yep. Um which doesn't really lend to the emotion of that the characters are supposed to give, which I get. It's an animal, but the point that's the point here. They're yeah. animals that give well, us emotion. Like, exactly. There's a difference between like this is just an animal and then like on top of the two like it's not just an animal. Like when I look at my dog's face, mm-hmm. she has emotions. They yep. may not be the emotions that we have. Like that's obviously what we're putting onto the onto her or them. Mm-hmm. But like her face when she gets angry because she sees a dog outside, her face changes. When she sees that I have a treat, her face changes. When she's getting belly rubs, her like the. I think the fact. If you put in enough care and have actual actors behind animals or anything, mm-hmm. the acting is just that much better because in reality, like humans aren't the only things that feel. I agree. Like we've seen that animals are capable of of crying, mm-hmm. that they have that they have feelings, and that they have like they have that ability. I think people forget that there are animals that 
have that cognitive. I don't want to, I don't think the word is cognitive that I'm looking for. Sentience. Like people, thank you. They don't, that they don't have that. And it's also like, I think it also goes back to like, some people just don't think animals have souls. I, for one, yeah. think dogs have souls. Cats are soulless demons, but <laughs> I respect them. But my point is, I when I look at a dog's face, a dog can smile. A dog knows when you're sad. They know when to cheer you up. Like, they're capable of emitting emotions back towards us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that really, like you said, them asking the source, basically going to the Pokemon company and asking them, like, what's this Pokemon based off yep. of? Helps a lot because, like, granted, I think of Pikachu as a squirrel and a bunny. <laughs> I never thought about that, but I love it. Right? It's a squirrel and a bunny. But, like, he just, the way he acts and moves and everything, it's just, like, you can see how they added in those elements of these animals into yeah. them. Oh, it's just so cute and adorable. No, it's so cute. It's really good. I think that, like, also one of the things that happens is there's like how do you say it there's just like they just care they care about what they're doing they Mm -hmm. cared about what they did they cared about what they were what they were animating and it shows i agree like when you they took the time i'm i don't know how long it took to make this but i have to imagine it took quite a bit of time to create to do all the animations for all these pokemon because it is a lot of them um, mm-hmm. but I appreciate everything they did. I think it's really cool. And I hope that this leads to more movies. Oh, I definitely do too. I think that watching what they did with this type of animation and this type of care shown, like there really is no excuse for other adaptations. Like, I agree. yeah, you might not have the same amount of money, but at the end of the day, like if you are putting money behind making a live adaptation of something, go the full like go the full like go just, just just do it like don't half ass it whole ass it mm-hmm. do it Agreed. right and seek you know inspiration from your from the fandoms and seek inspiration from the like the the originators of the work and i think it can go a long way and i think that this is a really great step in bringing stuff that we wouldn't think would even be live action to life i agree because i think and i could be making this up but i'll fact check it before this episode drops but <laughs> i think it's that one of the artists on this movie drew fan art of realistic pokemon oh, wow i'm pretty sure and it's like if i can find it i'll drop the link in the show notes um, yeah. for the post but he like and his art is really really good like how you saw charizard in this movie how mm-hmm. scaly and like dragon like he that's how he drew them that's really cool so I really feel like that, like, I, I'm going to find it and I will post it. But I think that to the point is, like, you found people who really care about this franchise. And I think a big part of that is because the people who care about this franchise are our ages now. The people who yeah. grew up with it. And they aren't just looking for a money grab. They're actually looking to, like, bring the world that we always wanted to live in to life. Yeah, I mean, and that's, like, the thing, too. Like, as we go forward, like, ad- ad- adapting more video games more manga more anime more cartoons in general is just looking at the fact that a lot of the people a lot of the people that are working age are people who grew up with this like they have a a strong love for this i agree and And, oh sorry go ahead no go ahead nope go (laughs) i found it oh yes 
Okay, so six years ago, artist R.J. Palmer, that's his name, he started drawing the Pokemon as they were realistic dinosaurs. So oh. he And he got a job on the Detective Pikachu movie from that. That's freaking amazing. They're really cool. I will send the link to you so you can see Hell, that. Hell, watching all these anime movies with bad costuming, I'm just like, y'all should hire some cosplayers. Mm-hmm. They should. Just just saying. Going simple can go a long way sometimes. Yep. Instead of trying to put a freaking huge bow on somebody. Yep. Oh, my God. We're not going back there. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I was going to ask a fun question. So you can only pick three Pokemon out of this world to have. Which one do you pick? Oh, this is so hard. Um, I'm going to pick a Psyduck. Because mm-hmm. I have to pick Psyduck. Um, I'm going to pick a Snoobull because it reminds me of Matt. And then I'm going to pick a Growlithe because they're so adorable. And those things are puppies. So we're pretty much alike. (laughs) I'm basic. I'm going to pick a Pikachu. Ah. I'm also going to get my Bulbasaur. But I want an Arcanine. Aw. Which I guess is technically I should just get a Growlithe to start (laughs) off with. But like the Arcanine I can ride on and we can go on adventures. Oh my God. (laughs) It's gonna be so much fun. It was a hard. I was. It was like Arcanine and Eevee, but I'm like, man, I kind of really want an Arcanine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, they're just. Oh, they're so precious, and I want them. Uh, and oh, lastly, so what did you? I think we kind of already gushed about what we loved, but we can like go into our last few questions. So, what did you like about the movie? Gosh, I think over, I mean, honestly, like the character design, man, like I loved the character design. And I think that that is something that this movie brings that I never thought could happen. So mm-hmm. like my biggest piece that I like that I love of this movie is that. I like that. Um, for me, it's definitely the world building. Yeah. I, I mean, we only got to see like Rhyme City and Tim's hometown, but at the same time, this opens the like this, the way they built the world. It really helps us to like go forward. And again, I hope there's more. Um, and I also really liked that the first Pokemon movie, like live action movie, was not about Ash. Yeah, no, I really love that too. I think so. I think that Detective Pikachu, like, there's this beauty in what they do in that, like, they're obviously like targeting this nostalgic audience but -hmm. at the same time they're also looking to bring in new fans and they chose a great property to do that i agree because like i think most people would probably be upset i mean i think maybe a lot of people were upset when it first came out that they were making a live action pokemon movie and it wasn't gonna be i was one of them I mean, I'm sure I had a feeling about it too, where I'm like, where's Ash and where's Misty? But at the same time, like the world is so full yeah. of people and Pokemon trainers. Like we don't have to focus on Ash. Mm-hmm. We can like explore a whole new character and like their story. And like maybe the next one won't even connect Tim. Yeah. 
anymore which i guess it wouldn't i mean i guess it depends yeah that was the thing too like they wrapped this up like really Mm -hmm. well like i don't know what they can do as a sequel Um, i mean i think they made that little east not an easter egg exactly but they made the drop about like oh mewtwo no one's seen him since 20 years ago and kanto in the kanto region yeah so so they they did confirm that that is actually uh so it is within the continuity of of the the original pokemon movie ah Gotcha. Yeah. Which makes sense. Okay, so then in this world, Ash and Pikachu exist is what we yep. have to we can assume from that. Okay. So I mean I feel like that was still dropped there. And you can't like I just feel like there there's more and I want to see more coming hopefully soon. Which I guess is four years from now probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take a while. Um, <laughs> it's gonna take so, a long while. Yeah. So what is something you did not enjoy about the movie or didn't like? Um, I felt like Lucy was pretty underutilized, honestly. Mm. Or not underutilized, but she was just kind of there. Um, it's one of those where I think that if... I, I think that they could have equally just had Tim and Pikachu. Mm. I agree. I mean, I guess, like, her real... Like, she was a, she was definitely a detective reporter. Yeah. Uh, like, she showed her skills there and everything, which, like, she's definitely a big contributory factor to, like, what led them to solving the mystery. But at the same time, it kind of felt like she got reduced to, like, oh, the girl I kind of like. Well, so, yeah, so I wouldn't, so I wouldn't say that she was reduced to that. I, I just think that, mm-hmm. like, I think that they could have just done, um, just Pikachu and Tim and it would have been the same thing. Like they could have had oh, Tim yeah. finding that stuff out. Like I don't think she was necessarily necessary. Like I don't think they reduced her. I just don't think that she was necessarily like a necessary character. Gotcha. Like, like it she's... could have just been focusing more on building out um building out Tim and building out his relationship with Pikachu and like um but she wasn't bad. It was just that no. was the only thing. Yeah, cuz like after like Really, the first, like, the, I want to say the second quarter of the movie, like, right up to the climax, that's where, like, and she does her part and stuff, but, like, I get what you're saying. Like, like, if Lucy wasn't there, and if they had just, like, added, like, filled in those blanks with Pikachu and Tim, you're right, it could have happened, but I do feel like they kind of did underutilize her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think for me, um, only thing I didn't like is, like, I want to see more Pokemon battles. Yeah, there was there was like a lack of Pokemon for having so many Pokemon. Say what? I'm sorry, you cut out. Oh, I said yeah. There was there was actually kind of a lack of like Pokemon type. Yeah, and like interaction between the Pokemon for as much as like they talked about it. That's true, but I guess it makes sense. It's because like in Rhyme City, there's no Pokemon battles. Well, yeah. I guess but, I guess for me too mm. it's just like seeing um I I guess on that point like tangential to it I feel like there could have been more types of Pokemon or more Pokemon. Oh, sorry, you mean like okay, yeah, I get I get what you mean. Just like because we do see a lot of the same type over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like okay, everyone like every few people have side. I'm like I'm surprised everybody so have, have Growliths. There are yeah. so many Growliths. Which not complaining, but yeah, also yeah, I exactly. Want one. <laughs> They're adorable, and I want one, but. But they're um, everywhere. And then, like, what those chimp ones with the hands? I can't remember their yeah, names. Yeah, the Monchomps. Um, yeah, the Monchomps and all that stuff. But then, yeah, I don't know if it's just, like, there's a billion Pokemon. 
I don't know if they could even try to fit them all in a movie, but oh yeah, yeah. But I did kind of want to see like I wanted to see more Jigglypuff. I wanted... Oh yeah. So from the trailer, I thought there was going to be more Jigglypuff. I thought Jigglypuff was going to be like part of the plot. Yep. But I was wrong. So yeah. Nah. But it's fine. Um. So yeah. And so what do we rate this? Um, I would rate it on our rating scale a one or a zero, which is the best score you can get because it means I don't have to drink anything to watch this movie. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I didn't yeah. have to drink anything mainly because I didn't have a drink with me in the theater, but also it was very enjoyable and entertaining. So I totally did drink while I was in the movie theater. That's because it was Alamo Draft House, and I always drink when I'm at Alamo Draft House. But I would watch this again. Oh no, actually, uh, so I did drink, but it was a margarita at uh, the Regal Cinemas that we have there because they serve alcohol in it. But I actually really want to go see this movie again because we had crying children in ours, and it reminded mm. me why I go to Alamo Draft House because Alamo Draft House doesn't allow children in their theaters. So I, I need that up here. Yeah. I need that badly up here. Um, but we were there for yeah. a friend's birthday party, and we were in a reg- regular theater, and there were at least four different crying children. And oh, it was no. Awful. No. See, I went to a 9 p.m. show, and there were still children, but most of them were we at were least at 10 an years old. We showing. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, I say zero for me also. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is really good, and I look forward to what comes next. So with that, where can they find us, Kate? Oh, yeah. If you want to get involved in the conversation, or if you haven't followed us yet, follow us on Twitter at DYHT underscore pod. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And you can find me at OMMithrandier on Twitter. And you can find me at L-A underscore N-E-Y underscore S-H-A. And with that, will there ever be anything more cute and threatening than Pikachu holding a knife? <laughs> um, how do you think Pikachu takes his coffee? <laughs> and will we ever be the very best that no one ever was? Will we find ever? out next time on Did You Have To. <laughs> Bye. Bye.